Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. In today's world, chaos is the only certainty. Over the last several years, we have witnessed the impossible occur in global events. The need for families and individuals to not only survive, but to thrive is now greater than ever. Experts the world over have emphasized the importance of generating additional forms of income. In the technologically advanced world we live in today, what if there was a way that we can use technology-powered AI where we can have algorithms do the work for you? Well, thanks to Algo Factory, that is exactly what we did. We teach you not only to leverage the market and carve out profits in the chaos, but we show you how to have a better quality of life by creating your own custom algorithm that trades on your behalf 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All the while, you can continue with your day-to-day -day responsibilities, checking in when needed on your trades that is working for you. Many clients of Algo Factory have been able to fund their savings, go on dream vacations, and even quit their nine to five jobs. They have created more time for themselves and more time for their families, all through the power of advanced AI and their personal custom algorithm, Algo Factory. Trade your job, upgrade your life. Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right, folks, you're in for a treat. It's Thursday. Because it's Thursday, the Raging Bull is here. The one and only, the legendary Martin Seif. He's here to kick the globalist rear end. He's here to dis de absolutely demolish falsehoods, take down demagogues, and destroy dogma. He's a breath of fresh air into this new multipolar reality. And without further ado, Martin, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good to see you, my friend. But as usual, I can never live up to your glowing praise. What can I say? <laughs> Martin, you supersede any glowing praise I may heap upon you, my friend. You are an absolute legend. I love the work that you do. I love the way you think. You are a firebrand, someone that we definitely need in this global community. So said to shed some common sense in the world we live in today, brother. Man, that's the way uh, you're looking in a mirror when you say that. I mean, you're already <laughs> doing it. You were doing it before I ever turned up on the scene. We both know that. <laughs> Martin, there's so many things going on. We've had a drone attack at the Kremlin. The cocaine-using, sweaty T-shirt, sweatshirt-wearing individual is now, uh, also known as Zelensky, is hiding out in Finland on an extended holiday. 
You can't make this kind of thing up, man. Can you? You cannot make it up. You know, I mean, I covered a few months ago when he addressed a joint session of Congress, yeah. the highest honor the Congress of the United States can give. There have been probably less than a, a 20 leaders who've been given it in the entire history of the United States. <laughs> yeah. And Nancy Pelosi was gushing over him. He was the equal of Churchill. He was greater than Churchill. She literally went weak at the knees over him. It was the most... <laughs> Almost fell out of her mouth. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was the most extraordinary, disgusting, ludicrous fantasy you ever saw. The Keystone Pops and uh, Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin had nothing on it. No, they don't. And you know the sick, <laughs> you know what the sick and crazy part is, Martin? Go on, man. These people are so deluded. Yes. They actually believe that. They yes, actually, exactly. That's the, you know, a lot of us, you know, there was a time, you know, when sensible people like ourselves, Martin, there was a time where we used to think at one point, wow, these people are really putting on an act. No, they're not putting on an act. They literally believe Zelensky is the equal of a Churchill. They oh, yes. literally <laughs> believe that. Exactly. It's a mass delusional madness, and it scares me, because in 1914, this kind of mania swept Europe. America yes. was actually immune from it for two or three years after that for a whole variety of reasons. And thankfully so. That's why we had an American century, because by the time we got into World War One, all the other parts had exhausted themselves. Yeah. But Europe committed mass suicide in 1914, and it was totally irrelevant. Rational. Yeah. It was totally, it wasn't a war against Nazism or communism. Those terrible things came out of World War One, not going into it. And today we see the same madness around the world today, especially against the Russians and over Ukraine. And you don't have to whitewash the Russians. They are not angels. They are not peaceniks. They are certainly not kumbayaniks. Uh, but we could have prevented that war by ending the violence and terrorism that took 14,000 lives in Russia-leading districts over eight years. And the Russians repeatedly asked us to. And it, it was our government in Washington that reigned in the Europeans and prevented anybody from handling the whole thing. Yeah. It, it's interesting. In a way, it was the opposite of internationalism. It was a crazed global policy. It wasn't coming from the UN. wasn't coming from the big, bad European community. It was coming from our own government in Washington. Absolutely correct. You know, it's, a, it's that old saying from the poem, um, the American uh, poem um, by Henry Wadsworth, Longfellow, uh, where the character Prometheus said those famous words, Martin, whom the gods would destroy... They first make mad. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly yes. where we are. The West has lost it. I mean, the narrative is gone. I mean, right now, I mean, in, in the UK, energy prices are skyrocketing. Hyperinflation is setting in. It's going to get even worse for the entire Western world come this fall and going into the winter. And we're not going to, it looks like we're not going to hit those uh, net zero targets that these lunatics have set out for us, these mathematically illiterate, miseducated fools. 
Yeah. I would disagree with you for excess of language, except, of course, <laughs> I, I agree with you 100%. And as far as I am concerned, uh, you are using precise, accurate descriptions of our policy makers and opinion shapers in Washington, D.C. I wish you were not, but of course, we both know you are. That's exactly right, man. Yeah. Martin, we're living in strange times. Yes. Remember the old Chinese curse? It was not a blessing. Maybe <laughs> interesting times. We are yes. living in interesting times. We certainly are. You know, we're living in a time, Martin, where uh, every week there's a bank failure. Yes. Nobody, nobody's bothered by it. It's, it's not, it doesn't even register anymore. I mean, when SVB collapsed, Silicon Valley Bank, right? Right. We're like, oh my God, it was all over the news. It was shocking. The other day you had First Republic absolutely fail. This morning we had <laughs> we had a uh, 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 was a First Horizon Bank uh, 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 on the verge of collapse. There, I think I think by tomorrow morning, I don't think they're going to make it tomorrow morning, Martin. I don't think they'll have enough money to turn on the lights tomorrow at First Horizon Bank. Regional banks are imploding on a weekly basis, and it's almost as if we've gotten into some sort of a Stockholm syndrome with those who are abusing us. It doesn't even phase us anymore as a, as, a, as a population. It's not meant to. As long as there is the regular flow of um, pablum on te television, which I don't despise because I watch it myself to try and keep an e even emotional keel. Where would I be without my daily reruns of Murder, She Wrote and Perry Mason? <laughs> That's what I say. Where would I be without my reruns of Frasier? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, see, you, you have higher class than I do. <laughs> I, know, I love Perry Mason. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, ab absolutely right but the thing is we are uh, in a cocoon and I think a lot of people retreat to, uh, to this not out of irresponsibility but out of realism because we realize that what should be a working democratic system and in many respects was for so so long has broken down. And I mean, I wrote a book predicting this crisis was coming in 2015. I called it Cycles of Change. The book should still be available over Amazon.com, uh, uh, I hope. I had to self-publish it. 140 American publishers turned down over the previous years. The idea that we have open debate and freedom of debate outside the alternative media in this country is a lie. There would be no open debate in this country if it was not for Rogue Radio and TNT radio and other groups like you both and others, God bless you, and uh, coming out on, uh, online on, on the net. I mean, this is renewing the arteries of democracy and freedom because it is only through people like you and your friends and colleagues in Rogue Radio that we can have the open debate to get the ideas out there and develop a new political momentum to turn things around and save the republic. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Martin, what is on your radar? What's what's pulsating on your screen right now that the masses uh, seem to be neglecting or missing? Well, actually, uh, I think if they listen to you, man, they're not, they're not missing it. You've just pointed it out. The, uh, Jefferson came up with that terrible, terrifying phrase in 1820, and unfortunately, he was absolutely correct once again, mm -hmm. um, uh, that the Missouri Compromise was a fire bell in the night, that far from ending the threat of secession in America, it made a terrible civil war in the future inevitable. Yes. He saw what the dynamics would be if you separated North from South, if uh, uh, allowing slavery to become stronger than ever in the South. 
and the two societies to split apart. And as a result, we had the greatest blood, human bloodbath that the Western Hemisphere has ever known in its entire history, Correct. the Civil War. And yeah. Jefferson saw that coming 40 years ago. And he said, these events we see now look to be isolated, but they are fire bells in the night. And what you have just said about the... Uh, one bank failure after another is exactly that. It is the collapse of the House of Cards that has been mm. building up for so long. It is the fire bell in the night. You know, I, I think to myself, what is the greater far-reaching consequences of this? Because as every single regional bank fail, fails and implodes and, and it, it can no longer function, money is never destroyed. It's only transferred. Wealth is always transferred. Yes. We've seen with the latest acquisition with uh, First Republic Bank as they were taken over by J.P. Morgan, a lot of the larger players are positioning themselves to, once again, just pick the bones off the cadavers of these once uh, viable institutions, get their depositors base, and further enrich themselves in the process, which, in the end of the day, is going to leave less options for the American public, Martin. It seems like every sector I look at in this country, whether it's telecommunications, automotive uh, you know, uh, manufacturing, uh, agricultural food products, pharmaceuticals, media and entertainment, everywhere you look, we have cartelism. It's always three or four companies that run everything in every sector. I mean, think about it. The media companies, what, three or four companies run media, three or four companies run automotive. Three or four companies run telecom. Three or four companies run uh, the, you know, the, 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 the food products. It, it's incredible. You're absolutely right, of course. And of course, there would, of course, be endless whining and talk in the New York Times and the Washington Post and, ring, and CNN, PBS, ringing of hands. Oh, we need more legislation. We need new laws. The legislation to roll this back is already on the books. Right. It was put there 130 years ago. Yep. It is the Sherman Antitrust Act. It yep. has never been repealed. It has hugely powerful provisions. It was used by President Taft and his lawyers, a Republican president of all <laughs> things, to, to break up the largest, most powerful conglomerate in history, Standard Oil. And did this destroy the free market system? No, it strengthened it. Because when Standard Oil was broken up into its original five component parts before World War I, they each performed much more efficiently when they were on their own than they had done when they were tied together in an incompetent, uh, self-interested, anonymous bureaucracy. These huge conglomerates are not economically rational. They do not make sense. I grew up and saw the rise and fall of similar ones in Britain. A guy called uh, Anthony Wedgwood Ben, who became an ultra left-wing uh, lunatic jerk, uh, well, he always was a jerk, called Tony Ben. When he was in the Harold Wilson government in 1960s, he did more to destroy British industry than any other individual at all. And he put the motor industry together, and he did this with shipbuilding and other things too. He put them all together in single, huge, over-bureaucratized holding companies in which all the component parts were run into the ground and incompetently run at that. And when Mrs. Thatcher 
allowed British Leyland, which was the big holding company of the British auto industry, to crash. Uh, several of the most inc uh, the most incompetent units that had been within it vanished without trace, and hundreds of thousands of jobs were lost too. But there were other elements in it that were efficient or had the potential to be efficient, like Jaguar and Land Rover and others, and they went independent, and they were snapped up. Usually they needed funding from uh, from big overseas companies, but yeah. for the United States, Japan, Europe, the funding was easily available, and they are flourishing to this day. Right. Who hasn't heard of Range Rover? You know, if you're wealthy, do you want to drive a Jaguar? Of course you do. I, I prefer a Pinto. Instead of <laughs> You're like me. We both have the curse of modest expectations in our lives. Modest ambitions. What can I say, man? <laughs> no, I mean you're right about that. I mean, look look at Jaguar and Range Rover. They were they were brought up by that Indian conglomerate Tata. Yes, who and knew what they were doing? Who knew what they were doing? Exactly. exactly, exactly. Exactly right. And I mean, you saw in Britain, British industry was saved and revived more than anything else by a huge influx of Japanese investment and managerial know-how and managerial culture. The problem, it turned out, was not British workers at all. The problem was the way they were being incompetently managed. We see the same thing in America. For generations, American workers have been abused yes. by the people who have been leeching off them and firing them. Look, Mitt Romney cost hundreds of thousands of jobs and made himself a billionaire. He claims to be only worth a quarter of a billion dollars, only. He's really worth well in excess of one billion, probably on the way to two by now. But how did he make it? By uh, hostile takeovers of endless companies, making paper money, as you said, transferring wealth on Wall Street. And where was the wealth transferred from? It literally destroyed millions of uh, millions of American families and their children are now on fentanyl and dying about 100,000 a year on fentanyl. Yeah. All these things are interrelated. Cause and effect interrelates across the social and economic web. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. You know, it's been reported, Martin, that all of a sudden the FBI and the DOJ and the IRS and all the other alphabet agencies that went after Trump are now going after Biden, stating that there is evidence of him uh, colluding with foreign financial interests. And we all know this is some sort of a, a takedown of Biden because I think the deep state is pretty much done with him. They're trying to set up their new poster boy. Have you seen their poster boy? Go on. Their poster boy. He's making all the rounds. He's, he's all the rage. You, you saw the movie American Psycho, right? Yes. Okay. Go on. Well, there's one American politician who reminds me of Patrick Bateman, the character played by Christa, Christian Bale in the movie American Psycho. And that is none other than Gavin Newsom. If there's anybody that, more, that looks more, that is a poster child for, socio, for sociopathy yeah. and psychopathy, it is Gavin Newsom. What's now, your take on this, this? All of a sudden, all the dirty laundry coming out with the Bidens. I agree with you, and, but I think that's an act of desperation. And I think, again, they're setting up a straw dog. And I'll give you another name to go in there as well. I think that you're right. You're absolutely right. But Newsom is a desperation play.
And he has to be a desperation play because they need, they actually still need a credible white man as their fake leader. And there are no even fake white male leaders left in the Democratic Party. It has done too too good a job of castrating itself. There are no lady real leaders worth the name either. One looks, no, that is not true. There is, and he drove her out. America's Mrs. Thatcher should have been and still should be, I believe, Tulsi Gabbard. She would make an outstanding president, an outstanding president. But as I think you're absolutely right, I have never thought of that. My God, it is so true. Exactly. And if you look at his record in California, California has burned down during his years in office, literally burned down from the forest fires, which are a direct result of his insane, scientifically and ecologically illiterate land policies, burned down economically. San Francisco, the filth lies on the human excretia now is lies on uh, on the streets. I'm old enough to remember when, even if you didn't like the politics of San Francisco, it was still a lovely place to live. Lovely place to live, whether you were left wing or right wing. Not anymore. Not anymore. Crime, of course, is even more shamelessly out of control than ever. The southern border is totally out of control. He presides over this. So, of course, he's a Democratic dream candidate. But he is also what T.S. Eliot called a hollow man. There is nothing, there is no there there. When you prop him up in any, you're absolutely right, they're building him up frantically, but it's like they're running a toy version of um, a mocked up child's version of a motor car which doesn't have a real engine, doesn't have any real transmission, has no real power in it. They don't know what gasoline is. And this is the way they think they can make uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, the great candidate for 20 next year. Ain't going to happen, folks. But I'll tell you who they're going to fall back on in desperation. Yeah. I think they're going to squeeze Biden out of office and they're going uh, while they're playing for time and r- trying to desperately prop up Newsom or someone else. They are going to fill in the presidency with bringing back Barack Obama. And that won't work yeah. out because they still think he's a genius. Yes, I'm not, I, 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 I'm not a total Obama basher. After George W. Bush, for me, uh, Obama at his worst was still a breath of fresh air. But, <laughs> his, worst, but his worst was not good. The border got out of control. The fentanyl crisis got out of control. The economic crisis with with China and other nations got out of control. And as I've said often before, to you too, as we both know, I am not a China basher. I do not blame the Chinese government for following policies that enrich their whatever we think of their political system. And I would rather have ours rather than theirs, even when it's malfunctioning. But whatever you think of it, successive Chinese governments put the welfare of their people fundamentally first because they are smart enough to know martin you there martin i think you you're frozen martin did we lose you um folks can you hear me check Let's see. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we. Oh, lost. I, can hear, I can hear you loud and clear. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So you, you, you so yeah, uh, Barack Hussein Obama, which I think he's going to make a return under the guise of Michelle. That's perfectly feasible. Yeah, I could easily see that. Or he will return himself either way. But I agree with you because they have no other credible options. 
And one thing Barack Obama was very, very good at, repeat the Republicans who are ultimate, until Donald Trump came along, they were the experts in committing committing suicide for 20 years with their policies on their hapless, over wealthy uh, 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 leaders of entitlement. Uh, Trump was over wealthy, but, and he came from a background of entitlement too, but he fought for what he had. And he fought, and I used to say about Trump, uh, the New York Times sneered at him for declaring bankruptcy four or five times with companies. I said, look at the, the state of the American federal government since Lyndon Johnson. That is exactly the kind of expertise you need yes. in the president of the United States. Somebody with experience of handling bankruptcies and coming out wealthier and stronger from them. And it's true. None of these people and none of their cheerleaders in the media like the New York Times has any economic sense whatsoever. Look, the Ox Salzberger family lost control of the New York Times. Mm. Who, For the record, who runs, controls the New York Times and tells American media what to mindlessly think? Carlos Slim. Exactly. Exactly. And Megan. At least, at least he is a successful self-made billionaire who provides an enormous service both to his own country and to half the world. He was a success where the New York Times geniuses were not. And that is why he controls the New York Times. But it also means the New York Times is in the, uh, can only operate in the national interest of Mexico. Now, there are worse countries. I, I, I'm in favor of a good relations with Mexico. We did more than anyone to, to destabilize Mexico by the hunger our governments allowed our people to fall into for drugs and cocaine and the rise of the drug cartels, which could not have been possibly funded or supported from Mexico alone. It was Correct. demand from the United States that allowed them to take over northern Mexico. Mexico and successive me democratic Mexican governments have had to struggle with that and still are. And the current Mexican government is very moral and very responsible. But that is the situation. Uh, uh, when you read the New York Times, you're reading what Mexico wants you to think, not even what the uh, Salzberger family wants you to think anymore. Yeah, absolutely correct. I mean, this is a uh, uh, it, it's it's incredible where we are right now in terms of media. And media is changing. Martin, your commentary on the recent uh, Tucker Carlson fiasco and uh, Fox News right now circling the drain. Oh, again, it's such a pleasure appearing with you and also with my friend John O'Sullivan on TNT, too, with both of you, because I don't have to think. I don't have to make an opinion. I just find myself agreeing with the assessments you have already made. You said it, man. Hmm. Uh, they're going down the tube. I did not like or respect Roger Ailes. He would never have me on. He was a Krauthammer man. He was a neocon man. He was a, uh, an open borders man behind his fake patriotism. So I don't miss Roger Ailes for a second. Yeah. But he knew what he was doing. He knew how to make Fox News the most popular highest rated in the country. He knew how to superficially feed the needs and values and beliefs and prejudices of his potential core audience. So although he was a loathsome man in every way, both philosophically and in his personal behavior, loathsome creature, and I don't miss him being dead at all, but he, he was competent at his job. He made, typical of Rupert Murdoch, he always, that's how you make a billion dollars and keep it. That's how you become a successful general or an outstanding prime minister like Margaret Thatcher or a, a successful president like Ronald Reagan or Franklin Roosevelt. You choose your lieutenants well. 
you choose winners. Whether people love your policies or loathe them, you know how to get them through. And Rupert Murdoch did that when he appointed Roger Ailes. But Murdoch is now 92 years old. His children are running fo the, uh, the Fox, mighty Fox conglomerate, and they're not up to his standards. And while he's still around, he's clearly being pressured because he protected Tucker Carlson quite literally for decades. And then such pressure was brought to bear on him, mainly by the Democratic leader, party leadership in Congress. They made no secret about this. They're open about it. And of course, they have the president of the administration in their pockets, too. So he was forced to fire Tucker Carlson. And this, uh, uh, but the key decisions would have been made by his children and their lieutenants. And as a result, Fox News is cratering. And this creates a new opportunity. I don't think for Newsmax, because Newsmax is, itself is far too much part of the stupid old internationalist, fake patriotic, gaga uh, background. I think it creates a great opportunity for Rogue Radio and TNT and your brother and sister outlets, your sibling outlets. Yeah. And uh, because people will be talking to you for genuine different approaches, uh, for, for refresh, for answers which are, are original, which try to be honest, which try to be realistic, which, as you do, face the realities of the breaking news every day. So I think you've said it, man. Fox News is cratering and it will not be coming back from this one. It will just dig itself even further into the hole. No, I agree with you. I think there's a complete backlash against this, and people are voting with their wallets uh, this exactly. time around. Exactly. Yeah, and we've seen with with the Anheuser Bush. Food. Exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent. Martin, the situation in the Kremlin with the cocaine sniffing, sweaty, smelly T-shirt wearing uh, <laughs> actor Zelensky now hiding out in Finland, scared to death. What are your somebody, what what what's your take on what's happening right now uh with the whole Russia Ukraine situation especially now that the you know the, the the spring offensive everybody's talking about a spring offensive the ground is starting to harden we've seen the attack on the Kremlin we've seen a few Russian rail cars derailed by sabotage what do you think is this thing winding down or are we about to witness something that we've never imagined we are about to witness something that we never imagined hmm. so imagine it God. Imagine it. It is very clear what is going to happen. Mm. If they try a spring offensive, it is militarily insane. The best figures that come from very reputable U.S. military sources who are very good that I have seen are that Ukraine has suffered seven times as many fatalities and casualties as the Russians, yep. possibly more. And that their loss in equipment, which we have given them, the wastage in that equipment is even greater. Yes. We also know, of course, that while the Russians, with Chinese investment and support, have steadily and systematically and efficiently, successfully expanded their military industrial production base, we have not. There is endless talk about this in Congress to their superficial credit. And it's not a lie. They're sincere about it. Both Republicans and Democrats in Congress, if you look at the hearings and the key committees, recognize the problem, want to solve it. But they are trapped in the system. They are trapped in a 250-year-old political and legal system and an 80-year-old procurement system that doesn't work anymore. Right. And they can't break out of it. So if you look at individual congressmen and senators, men and women, Republican and Democrat alike, you find still lots of serious, well-meaning, patriotic, responsible people, but they can't do anything about it.
And the, uh, our military leaders in general are very able, very sober, but they're trapped in a different way. They try. They are asked to perform wonders, and to their credit, they do as best they can for a political leadership that is putting us into conflict with Russia and China, not to mention Iran, but Russia and China are quite enough simultaneously, mm -hmm. which is insane, and we cannot win. Correct. What is happening in Ukraine specifically? The Ukrainian army can only hope, hope to play for time and go on the, the defensive. Instead, Victoria Nuland at the State Department and her utterly witless neocon and neoliberal friends, armchair warriors, the lot of them, not a single one of them has covered a conflict in person, not a single one of them has ever been at a battlefront. None of them know history, none of them know military history, none of them know strategy, none of them know from SHIT. Mm -hmm. They do not. So, of course, they're going to do what, what the way Winston Churchill nearly lost World War II for the first two years from 1940 to 42 until Franklin Roosevelt uh, and the United States of America. And also the, the one good general the British had who he didn't want to appoint, Bernard Montgomery, finally, finally out of desperation, was, was given command of the Eighth Army. And all of a sudden the Allies started winning and the British started winning. Again, nothing wrong with British soldiers. The way they were led and directed was the problem. We see the same thing with the pro-Ukrainian soldiers here. They are being fed as cannon fodder by the cocaine-sniffing slob in Finland and by his idiotic worshippers in Washington, D.C., protected by the dome of the Capitol. Nancy Pelosi is still trying to pull strings with the Democratic majority, even after theoretically standing down to this day. And what are uh, uh, our Pel uh, Pelosi and Newland, these two great modern MacArthur's, these two great modern Eisenhower's and Patton's? What is their solution? Send the Ukrainian boys in to be slaughtered by the thousands and tens of thousands of totally unnecessary battle. It is like the Battle of the Somme in 1916. In the same way it is being fought for political reasons. Militarily, it doesn't have a chance of succeeding. But they have their backup option. There have been reports, and I cannot confirm them. I would like to see whether they can be disproved or confirmed either way, that we have been quietly uh, assembling elements of the 101st Airborne and 82nd Airborne Divisions, two of our most elite youth... Uh, did we cut the feed? Yep. Hey, Martin, you're frozen. Martin, it's frozen. Let me just uh, email him real quick. Let him know. Your, your stream froze. Hopefully he sees that. God, he was just getting started. That's the thing with Martin. You wind him up and you just let him go. Martin, come back, buddy. Right, he should be back in soon. He'll come back. I mean, the fact of the matter is that the United States, as Martin was saying, that we do not have an industrial base anymore. We've completely gutted our industrial base. We, I think our biggest exports right now are, are trash, recyclables, and uh, diabetes. Uh, also, mental disorders are also a major... Um, uh, 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 type of uh, export for us, so you know that's that, that's our biggest exports. 
Let me see here. Let's see. Log back in. There he comes. Okay. All right, buddy. There you guys? go. Yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. Excellent. Hold on a moment. Okay, far away. I was in okay. full stream. Okay. I apologize for that. The stream froze. Probably problem at my end rather than yours. But either way, sure. it's good to be up and running again. Yeah. Let, let, let's cut your video feed so uh, uh, it'll take up less bandwidth, and we should be good. That's fine. Yeah, kill your kill your video. That's probably what's what's taking up the, the okay. bandwidth there. Right. Yep, go ahead. Let's just go here. Click that camera icon, and it'll, it'll kill the video. More. You see the the I, mic icon. I'm on my phone, so it's uh well uh, maybe we uh, oh hang on here's camera. Bingo! I think you got it. And he's out. <laughs> Martin, where are you, my friend? The legendary Martin Seif. Absolute legend. Just give it a few more minutes, folks, and uh, hopefully Martin will log back in. Oh, there he is. He's coming. All right, buddy. Let's just uh, yeah, see if you can kill your camera, and that should save you on some bandwidth. Hang on. I should be a stop cam. That should do it. There you go. There there. You can still hear me, right? Absolutely. Yes, Blessed is the bandwidth, as the Department of Defense rightly says. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, we, uh, what we are looking at here is the uh, the suffering Ukrainian army is being asked to launch a suicidal attack against well-equipped, armed-to-the-teeth Russian forces, which are expecting the attack frontally. What is it, Sun Tzu tells us? Never attack where you ex are expected to attack. Never attack into the main firepower of your enemy. Always try and take them by surprise or hit them from the angle or the side uh, or catch them off balance. But the last thing you want to do is make an attack, which everybody expects. So why are we urging them to do it? Well, I'll tell you, it isn't even cold calculation and brilliance. They're incapable of that. It is desperation and stupidity. But they have a backup plan, which is that when the offensive fails, as it surely must, then the, a magic roar will go up through the free and independent American and British media that we must send overwhelming forces into Ukraine immediately to rescue the poor Ukrainians who we put in for, as, as lambs to the slaughter ourselves in the first place. And that will bring us to the brink of nuclear confrontation with Russia. Now, I still do not understand myself. Do these people actually want to die in a thermonuclear war? Do they want to see their children and grandchildren as well as 300 
20 million other Americans, there may be a few survivors around the country, be killed with, um, if the Russians target all our major population centers in a preemptive first strike, because we are dangerously close to that. And it is not just me saying this. The doomsday clock of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, which has warned of the dangers of nuclear war since 1947, has now been set at 90 seconds to midnight, and it could be set back even closer to midnight. Now, it hasn't, even during the Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962, they never assessed the danger as being that imminent. And that was 61 years ago, nearly 62 years ago. And that is how close we are. And if we let our own ground forces be sucked into a ground war in Ukraine in a direct clash with Russia, which these people are geared towards doing, that is the danger we face. When you have Western idiots, these miseducated, uneducated buffoons and fools who have nothing but sociology degrees and law degrees, with, exactly. uh, and, and they've and gotten to these... Science. Exactly, yes. political science. These fake degrees that are worthless. Uh, these idiots who spent no time in the front lines of conflict like you have, Martin. These fools who've never sat through multiple presidents, seen the administrative and the diplomatic state at play, and seeing the game, the actual chessboard for what it is. You know, These fools are now putting out articles, Martin. Well, I don't know who, who this, world, this woman is. Uh, she's, uh, she's the wife of the Polish... One of the prime ministers from uh, one of the and ministers. From, that's it, oh, Applebaum. Of course, Who's it out is. there saying she's this crazy lunatic, this miseducated wench, this serving wench of the globalists is out there saying, you know, nuclear war is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong. We shouldn't be afraid of tactical nuclear weapons. And then Putin's like, "Are you people mad? Do you understand? There's no such thing as a limited use of nukes. Once that." Once that is out of the bag, and look, one of my clients that I dealt with was he was uh, he was in Strategic Air Command. He was one of the guys who, were, who he was in charge of several nuclear warheads. Then he moved on to the uh, Nuclear Regulatory Agency, and then he re retired and went yes. away. And one of the things he's always told me, and has stuck with me through all these years, he always said, "VJ, here's the deal. I highly doubt that even twenty percent of our nuclear arsenal even works." Oh, yes. Like, and to crap. his credit, President Barack Obama recognized this, and so did President Trump, and so did yes. President Biden. They do not dare say this publicly, but the irony is this is an area where the last three presidents have seen sense because President Obama, of all people, approved a $1.8 trillion 30-year program to revive, uh, 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 completely update and modernize our nuclear arsenal. But again, right. our system, and he approved it, and so did the Congress. But our right. system is sclerotic. Nobody has consciously tried to sabotage this. There is bipartisan support for it, in uh, over the overall majority among Democrats as well as Republicans. But it just doesn't happen because our system is corrupt and inept and incompetent and sclerotic, and we don't have the industrial base. Another thing that fits in here, this fashionable passion. Oh, you Congress is, uh, has mandated that the Department of Defense and the big defense Defense contractors outsourced to small businesses. Doesn't it sound great? All the innovation comes from little businesses, pop and spot. But then it, it doesn't. 95% of them fail for insufficient capital. Even, and when, when you outsource to small businesses and they fail, 
then you don't have key parts being produced anymore. So very often when Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and Northrop, even the biggest, wealthiest defense contractors are being pilloried because they're only develop, uh, delivering uh, weapon systems five or 10 years late, uh, costing 10 to 100 times the price, and then they still don't work. Very often they can't work because even the companies have no control over, they aren't, they aren't getting the parts they need. Yeah. And if it's older technology that's more than 10 years old, the companies have gone out of business and we cannot replace the parts. We still today uh, this, uh, uh, have nuclear first strike response systems across the Midwest on ICBMs where the wiring is put together with chewing gum and yep. literally chewing gum. I am not exactly there's been testimony to this in the Congress. <laughs> the are not made anymore. I'm not yeah. being. Uh, no, it's true. Yeah, the, the stuff that we need for our arsenal. Right to say, um, 75, 80 years ago, uh, I am not exaggerating. I am not using metaphor. I am simply uh, reporting the straight facts of the case. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so there is no understanding about this. So now, uh, our nuclear renewal program, which was formally approved more than eight years ago by President Obama and confirmed by President Trump, who, who strength, tried to strengthen it, but it is still less than 10% completed. This, the, uh, the Russian strategic program is 95% to 100% completed. Correct. We cannot afford to underestimate them. We have to play for peace because we are certain to lose at war. That is the bottom line. Yeah. And instead, what do we hear? We hear cheap, uh, anti-Russian, racist, drunken uh, slurs thrown out there. Why are all these stories circulating that President Putin must be dying, that he's about to be assassinated? <laughs> because it's projection. Exactly. The West is the worst... That is the worst they want to distract attention from what you have just pointed out yourself, that we have backed Zelensky and Zelensky is a worthless, uh, parasitic uh, shit, that he is a, worse than a clown. Yes. He was a professional clown. He That's, was. He was a, te a television star. Or, you know... Sorry, I'm such an old guy. I don't. Uh, 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 anything later than the Big Bang Theory is, is obsolete for me. But he was equivalent to the Big Bang Theory with, with far worse writers and far worse jokes. <laughs> and that made him president of Ukraine. Well, for our uh, for our manipulators of him, uh, that makes him perfect for the job, because all they want is a uh, is is an idiotic media puppet. But now he can't even play his uh, his fake role as Winston Churchill anymore. He has to do it from Finland. Wow, wow! There is manly leadership for you. I have, I I have in my possession, Martin. I don't know if you've seen this, but I have in my possession the manliest man in the Western world right now. <laughs> he on. is Churchill. He's the look at him. He's the embodiment of all things. This is Vladimir Zelensky. Oh yes, behold. Behold, Martin, your eyes cannot turn away. There he is. <laughs> Slava Kokaina in high heels, very homo rod dancing, and he does all this stuff. Him and his quartet of, of, uh, of weirdos, yes. 
He's ready to turn. He's ready to tear down Putin. There is. Oh yeah. In the face uh, of his wisdom and Anne Applebaum's and Victoria Newland, I offer instead the comment of that well-known military strategist Saint Paul of Tarsus in the Bible: "If the trumpet give forth an uncertain sound, who can prepare for the day of battle?" Yep. Yep. Who would you take, Saint Paul? Or as Jesus says, you can go up. Uh, uh, Jesus is not usually thought of as a military strategist, but everything he has to say on the subject is pure Sun Tzu. It's very, very insightful and brilliant. And of course, we know from the Gospels, Jesus hung out with Roman centurions. What mm -hmm. He was able to talk in language that they could respect, not a small point. And uh, Jesus says, you, if you have 10,000 men, you go up against an army of 20,000 men, you can still do it. You can still win. But you have to count the cost first. You have to be able to make sure you can win, that other factors are in your favor. Yep. They don't do that. They haven't a clue. And we let these maniacs run the lunatic asylum? Oh, yes. The Joker Absolutely. made a better job of running Arkham Asylum and Batman. Yes. <laughs> exactly people, right. There's nothing to laugh at. No. Except, you know, if, if these people have their way, we will all be glowing in the dark, Martin. Exactly. Including them, which is why I cannot understand how they can be so suicidally stupid. It's unbelievable. It truly is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just like what Anne Applebaum says. Um, we shouldn't be afraid of nuclear war. Nuclear war is good. Well, you know, there's a simple answer to that. Why not set off, and, and I'm quite serious about that, for the first time since 1966, it would cause more radiation in the atmosphere, it would cause more cancers, but let us, in agreement with the Russians and the Chinese, set off at least one demonstration of a nuclear weapon in the Gobi Desert or in some area of, of, of Nevada that is already radioactive or a similar area of Russia. Let's not do it to the poor Kazakhs. I've lived and worked in Kazakhstan. They suffered far too much from the, from the Soviet tyranny and all the terrible nuclear tests that were done there. But let's find somewhere to set off, and above the surface nuclear weapon and film it and broadcast it through the whole world so people can see how terrifying and total these things are. And since Anne Applebaum is so fearless, let's send her there whether she likes it or not and stick her at ground zero before the bomb goes off and then film her reactions as the countdown progresses. Let's see if she's still scared of nuclear war, if she knows she's going to be incinerated in it. Exactly correct. Exactly correct. Very well said, Martin. Very well said. Folks, he is the raging bull. He is Martin C. If you can get his books over on Amazon, he's written a myriad of books. Martin, what, are, what are your book titles again? Cycles of Change, Political History of the United States, and get, most of all, Gathering Storm. Which I, both of which I published in 2015 before Bernie Saunders or Donald Trump was a blip on the political horizon. And I predicted in both those books that the biggest cyclical crisis to hit the United States, at least since the Great Depression and arguably since the Civil War, was going to start in 2016 or 2020 and would not be resolved before probably 2028 or 2030 at the earliest. And I made the point there, we can still come out of that better and stronger than, and more optimistic than we ever were before. But 
Only if we avoid nuclear war, however bad the economic crisis becomes, however bad the initial divisions and hatreds in our country become, which need to be resolved and, and, and settled above all else. But however bad things get, we can survive everything except provoking a total nuclear war. And it will not be with China. I mean, these idiots are going after the wrong threat, and yet they are provoking Russia. And it is Russia that is being dr driven into the back corner. And the Russians are even warning us repeatedly about these Over. things. They've been yep. doing it for years. They say, we do not want to provoke a nuclear war, but you are going to start one. And if you start one, we will damn well finish it. And we do not listen to them. No, because we're we're the incomparable ones. We're you know, there's there's nobody like us. We're yes, unbeatable. Exactly. We're the superpower of superpowers. Yeah. Exactly. The British felt this way before 1914. There were no nuclear weapons, and yet two, uh, uh, one in three of every young British adult male between the ages of 18 and 45 in 1914 would die during, uh, two million of them at least, would die either during that war as a direct result of wounds or, 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 or lung damage from, from poison gas warfare on the Western Front from that war. Yeah. From that war. We have somebody in the live chat made a point and said that, and then this is, the, this is how foolhardy this point is. Uh, this person named Nisbet says, Japan was nuked, and yet people have always lived there. My friend Nisbet, let me explain something to you. There's a difference between the little firecracker that yes. was in Hiroshima and Nagasaki compared to the thermonuclear and hydrogen warheads that we possess today. It is comparing a tiny little firecracker to the mother of all bombs. There's no comparison. Nobody lives with the type of radiation fallout that will occur with a modern nuke. Sorry. I knew an eminent leader in Washington. He's dead now. He was uh, John Utley was his name. He was the publisher of the American Conservative. Uh, he made his money in real estate and probably sleazily. He was as fake a, a human being as I have ever known. And he he said exactly this kind of nonsense, even though at least he wasn't pushing for nuclear war with the Russians. But you know what he said repeatedly, publicly to the end of his life? He really believed that if you got under a table, an atomic bomb, unless it was on your block, wouldn't harm you. Oh, yes. He was stupid enough, and uh, delusional enough, cowardly enough to believe this nonsense. Absolutely. But, uh, at least he wasn't in the policy-making uh, uh, department of the Department of Defense or the Department of State. It's exactly. those lunatics who still believe this. Now, there are lots of people there in both those departments and in the rest of the government who are responsible and know better, especially in our military. But they're not actually making the policy that's driving us to the brink of Armageddon. Has driven us to the brink of Armageddon. We are on the brink of Armageddon. Correct. And here is... Oh, the, yes. Here is a perfect example. Here is little Hiroshima right here, which is dropped... You know, in Japan, little Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and as devastating that was with 100,000 dead people, compare that to the 100 megatons that the Russians have. Yes. And the Poseidon torpedo, as you say, it comes by sea. It comes incredibly fast. And our top admirals have testified on the record to Congress. There is no secret about this. I am not, you know, blowing a whistle on this. This is an open testimony in Congress, which, of course, the media never report. And the admirals wanted to be reported. That's why they testified it publicly in Congress in open session. We have no defense against the 100 megaton Poseidon torpedoes. We don't. 
and that is a fast. And here's the most amazing thing: the Russians have always been two and a half generations ahead of us when it comes to missile technology. Exactly. And here's the deal: their Poseidon torpedo uses hypercavitation technology, which yes. the, the 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 tip of the tor- uh, torpedo creates an air bubble, in which the torpedo itself is 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 encased in, and that air bubble allows it to slip through the water at 400 plus knots. Can you imagine? 400 miles an hour underwater and it does last minute erratic maneuvers before explosion 100 megatons will cause a tsunami wipe out the east coast easy exactly. and then the nuclear fallout from that but it's okay ann applebaum she's an expert believe ann applebaum martin that's what we need to do exactly exactly god oh, help us goodness. you know god help us we didn't even practice that before, did we? That that, that was perfect agreement at saying God help us simultaneously. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That is a confirmation, my friend, without a doubt. Two of us saying it at the same time, God help us. Exactly. 90 seconds to midnight. Unbelievable. Yes, actually less. <sighs> Let's say 45 seconds, and that's being optimistic. I mean, exactly. Ever since that attack on the Kremlin last night. I mean, what, what, what in God's name? And let's just say it wasn't Zelensky. Let's just say it was the CIA stooge somewhere, some idiot under the orders of Jake Sullivan and the State Department. I mean, God help us. The arrogance of these people. Yes. And of course, either way, they're totally incompetent and they fail. Yep. Big time. Exactly. Martin Seif. Thank you, sir, for being on, folks. This is the Raging Bull Martin Seif is on. He'll be back next week, so keep it locked and loaded right here. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, and share. And also, check out our Rumble channel. We can do the live there because I, I messed something up on my end. But we're, we're, we are on YouTube. We're on Rumble. We're on Twitch. And we're, of course, RogueNews.com. And then Rogue News on Twitter, at, Real, at, at Rogue News Events on Twitter. And with that being said, we're over and out. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, my friend. It's a pleasure, Martin. Anytime.